This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, you beautiful, beautiful human. I'm so happy to have you back listening to the Girls Get Confident podcast. We are on episode 13 this week and I have something pretty insane that I want to share with you. I would say we're going to be talking about self-sabotage and this one particular, well kind of two, but there's one main one anyway. Um, It's a habit. I've picked it up myself and I've noticed that I've picked it up. So I thought, you know what? One, let's obviously do something about it. But two, let's share it because there may be somebody else out there who's experiencing this as well and doesn't realize how it is affecting or impacting them. So I would love to get straight into it and share the details of this episode with you. So, you know, last week's episode, we had the beautiful Felicia All on the show. Uh, That was episode 12. We talked about so much goodness. One of the things that we mentioned in that episode was all about self-sabotage in relationships. And you know what? I thought because of that was the perfect time to chat more about self-sabotage. Now, I first learned about self-sabotage when I found myself procrastinating, preparing for things that I thought were really, really important to me, right? I'd get an MC gig and instead of being organized and prepared, I'd leave it till the last minute, which meant that I didn't perform my best. I would mess up words. I would introduce people incorrectly and I would fumble my way through. And I remember being so frustrated at myself because I just couldn't understand why I couldn't get in the zone earlier and take the time to prepare. I just like physically wouldn't let myself do it. And that's around about the time when I learned that what I was doing is I was self-sabotaging myself. So self-sabotage is when people undermine their own good intentions and long-term goals. It occurs when people hinder their own success, okay? That there is a little statement that I found online. And honestly, self-sabotage is not something that you want in your life. It is very destructive and it is it's quite a harmful behavior. It can impact so many different areas of your life, including your relationships and especially your career. So you heard on last week's episode with Felicia that both her and I have experienced self-sabotage in our personal relationships before. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back, have a listen. It's really good. Now, you don't want to be self-sabotaging in your life, but you especially don't want to be self-sabotaging in your relationships, right? This is something that you should be aware of. You yourself may have experienced this or you may have done this yourself in the past, but you weren't quite aware or able to articulate what it was that you did. So this is potentially going to be super beneficial for you. Now, there's been so many studies done on self-sabotage and mental health practitioners have identified the most common ways that people self-sabotage. There is three, okay? So you can look at these for yourself, but also for other people in your life too. The first one, which funny enough is actually the same as the example that I shared just before, 
People who self-sabotage use procrastination. They are procrastinators and they're probably extra good at it as well. So when people procrastinate, it's a way that you show others essentially that you're never ready. Um, And you might have really, you know, again, with self-sabotage, it's all about you have good intentions, but something stops that. So for instance, you have good intentions to prep for your MC gig and to be really prepared to do an awesome job, but your procrastination just won't even let you start. And this, so strange, but this often comes from a fear of disappointing others a fear of failing, 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 and also a fear of succeeding. So literally all three of those things, which is so interesting because don't you think that you want to do a good job? Your intention is to do well, but instead you procrastinate, you put it off, you don't even start because your fear is that you will disappoint others, that you will fail, and you also even fear that you will succeed. It's kind of messed up, right? But it is a reality and I hands down know that I've done this to myself so many times in my life. Now, another aspect of self-sabotage is perfectionism. We all know that person who has to have things perfect before they can show you, before they can present it. It has to be perfect before the event or the thing can even happen, you know, and if it's not perfect, then it's just going to keep being delayed. So holding yourself to an impossible standard causes delays and setbacks and it might seem positive. It might seem, you know, like it's a good thing. It's not quite ready yet. So we're just going to hold it back. We're just going to delay it. Um, You want to obviously make sure that there's no mistakes or that everything goes smoothly. That perfectionism is haltering, affecting and really stopping any chances of success. So at some point when you have this perfectionism mentality, something is going to go wrong, right? We, we can't control everything in life and, and we need to realize that. When that happens to a perfectionist, they are likely to unravel and to come undone. And it's really sad, really, really sad to see. They end up feeling really ashamed they can quite often be prone to depression as well and they just feel like they've let everyone down which isn't the case everybody makes mistakes we're all human but when you're in that right and when you are that perfectionist you can't help the way you feel especially if you're unaware of it so if this sounds like you don't worry you're not alone and now you're aware of it so we can do something about it the third most common Um, active self-sabotage is self-medication. So this is what people do when they're trying to deal with the constant battle between their intention of wanting to be successful at something and that blimmin' voice that your ego plays inside your mind and is telling you inside your brain that you can't be successful, you're not good enough, you know, it's just constantly on play and on repeat and you're like, I need this to be quiet right now. So that is when people turn to their self-medication, which is, you know, drugs, alcohol, self-injury. It's also things like binge eating and you know what, I've done this myself and so many instances in my life and I think 
you know, it can be something as simple as instead of eating a normal lunch when you're feeling anxious or like you've got something big coming up or um, a project that you're working on and it's not where you want it to be or you're freaking out because you can't meet somebody's expectations of you instead of having a lunch that's going to nourish you and and help to say give you half an hour of time to be present by yourself and just calm yourself so that you can get back into it and focus on it a form of um, medicating through food is going and eating a whole block of chocolate instead. And I've done that. I have done that so many times. That was my main meal when I first moved to Palmerston North back when I was 20. I just turned 21 and I had no idea what I was doing. I had no friends. I was so far out of my comfort zone and I was being pushed to my absolute limit that when I finished work every day, I would go to the supermarket and I would buy two blocks of chocolate for $5 and I would go home to my new flat where I lived with four boys and myself. They all had girlfriends, so it was cool. I wasn't the only girl around for the most part, but you know, the, they were cool people. They were all into sports. So I, at that time wasn't, um, I went to the gym, but I wasn't, I don't know. I would say maybe I wasn't really a team player. I I didn't ever have, um, any more much experience with teams. So they were, they were tight. They were a really, really good team. But anyway, I, um, would find myself on the couch watching TV shows um, and eating chocolate. So that is another form of self-medication as well, which we do to sabotage ourselves. I was sabotaging this new experience that I was having in Palmerston North where there was so much potential and I wanted to succeed. I wanted to do well. I wanted to excel and to thrive in my job, but I just couldn't get there. And so instead, I found myself on the couch eating chocolate, not looking after myself at all, and just watching TV, literally watching like the whole afternoon would go by. Before I knew it, it was 6 p.m. My flatmates were home from work and I was still lying there on the couch. So self-sabotage happens when your subconscious mind interferes with your rational and your conscious mind, right? I've been saying this whole time about your intention. Of course, your intention is always to be good. Your intention is always to do well, but your subconscious mind is telling you something different. It's telling you that you are not good enough, that you can't get there, that something's missing, that you're not the one who can do that and and somebody else can do it much better than you so why even bother self-sabotage sucks so the reason why I wanted to talk about this episode more today was because I feel like lately I have had a lot on my plate Um, from working a full-time job to running and growing Girls Get HQ we've been doing amazing women's circles lately Uh, Taupo, Tauranga and Otaroa every single month and they are just so impactful they are seriously allowing so much opportunity for uh, growth realization and also community for women right now which we just need it so much so doing those along with working full-time 
Plus, I haven't really felt very well. So for about three weeks, I haven't been feeling 100%. Um, and while I was in this phase, I noticed that I was doing something. So I'm very grateful to be able to be quite self-aware now um, after, you know, seven, eight years of doing personal development. And I noticed that while my mind had a lot going on, trying to think and do so many things every single day, I... Oh, two things. <laughs> I've got my daily to-do list, okay? And instead of doing it, I found myself, one, scrolling on my phone. Um, Instagram would be my platform of choice. And so I was scrolling way, way more than normal. Okay, so it was the first thing. And the second thing is that I would find myself on streaming sites. So Neon, Netflix, TVNZ On Demand, scrolling trying to find tv shows or even movies to just pass the time so that's the two ways i have noticed i've been self-sabotaging lately i was talking to felicia who was our guest of last week's episode about scrolling last week on our weekly call which you can find out more about in episode 12 Um, we kind of do these mental health calls every week and they are just so good to know that you have someone there who you trust and who you love who you can talk to every single week and just share what's coming up for you. So on our call last week, Felicia and I were talking about how when we're scrolling, we feel like it literally takes energy from you. You know, you might be going toilet scrolling. I quite often find myself doing that. I'm trying now this new thing where I just leave my phone at the door. So go to the toilet without actually taking the phone in there and just give yourself a couple minutes of peace. You don't need to be constantly consuming every single second of the day. But what we were saying is that when you are on social media, you're on Instagram, you're scrolling the platforms, you actually feel so drained afterwards. And, you know, there could be so many reasons behind this. But the first thing that comes to mind for me is to do with the comparing, which this could be a conscious thing. You might know that you compare yourself to what you're watching, or it might be a subconscious thing where, for instance, me, um, I always wish that I gave more time to creating more content, to sharing more value with you on Instagram as a platform, but I just don't do it. And it may be another form of self-sabotage, or it may also be that I'm just not that great at at creating visual content. I love the podcast, okay? Give me audio any day. So when you're comparing yourself to what you're seeing on your feeds it is draining from you you turn your phone off or you close out of the app feeling a little bit less trippier than what you did 5 10 15 minutes ago depending on however long you were scrolling for So that is something I noticed and what I am going to do about that, because I think it's really important if you notice things in your life, if you are aware of something that you are doing that is not good for you, try to figure out ways that you can stop doing that. Why would we want to intentionally hurt ourselves? And I think that's really fitting when it comes to self-sabotage because Self-sabotage often starts and is a pattern or a habit that we are unaware of. It takes somebody noticing the pattern or it takes us growing our own level of self-awareness before we can actually kind of step out of our own minds and look at our lives almost from a distance, you know, like an outsider looking in to see those areas in which we are self-sabotaging. And when we know those things, we 
need to change them. Nobody else can do that for us. We are the only ones, I say this all the time, we are the only ones inside our minds, inside our bodies, and we have to live here. If we are not happy, there is nothing nobody else can do about it. It is on us every single time. Okay, so now back to that scrolling. What I'm going to do is I am going to get more aware of when I am online I have already gone and unfollowed a lot of accounts that I found to be uninspiring um, and accounts that I might have just unconsciously followed if I saw one post of theirs that I liked. So I'm trying to unfollow things that I don't think are, or I guess I don't think deserve to take up space in my mind. And I'm also going to be monitoring the time that I spend online more And I would like to try and focus on being on there, on Instagram, for instance, to create rather than to consume. So if you've just made a post, then yes, go have a scroll, be interactive, talk to people like it is a social platform. You should be wanting to connect with people. But then if I haven't created something, if I'm not posting that day or in that moment, don't be on there. Okay. That's what I'm trying anyway. Um, That may work for you or it might even be something as simple as putting the app timer back on that I had on a little while ago where you can set a timer inside your phone settings that will remind you or give you a notification when you've been on an app for too long. So I initially tried doing 15 minutes a day. That didn't really work. It wasn't really enough. So um, I even think maybe 20 minutes a day if you could by you, I'm talking myself out loud here, you being Janelle, I'm giving myself advice on this podcast episode, um, and hopefully you listening too, if this resonates, is, you know, 20 minutes a day, and and see how that goes. Um, it may seem like 20 minutes a day is a lot, but the reality is, if you were to look back on your app timers, and see how much time you currently spend on apps, it might already be a lot more than that. So 20 minutes might be feel like nothing to you and the second thing is about my um scrolling of neon netflix tvnz and just trying to find tv shows this is a really interesting one for me and i was talking to my partner liam about this because i grew up spending a lot of time watching tv shows and movies my family would connect on Saturday afternoons when my dad got home from work over watching movies. We'd go down to the DVD store, my parents would get a movie and then my sister and I would get a movie and we'd come home, we'd close the curtains, we'd eat some snack food. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'd watch these movies together and we just really bonded over that, you know, and um, that is something that I love to do. So when I find myself in these phases of honestly just wanting to watch TV shows It's such a comfort thing for me, but I also am aware that it is a self-sabotage when there are other things that need to be done, and instead of doing those things, I'm choosing to scroll, to scroll for TV shows to find, okay? All it is, is it's a way of numbing you out. It would be different if you were looking for educational things, you know, like documentaries or stuff to learn. But literally, the shows that I'm watching, I started watching Killing Eve. 
a couple weeks ago. I'm already halfway through season two of this show and every single episode just makes you want to watch another one and another one and another one and it is not good, right? <laughs> Can you think about how much time that is taking up? The Let's say, I'm just going to do some quick math here. Let's say it is 45 minutes per episode. So going 45 and then there is eight episodes in a season. And then we'll divide that by 60. So one season alone is six hours of your time. And I'm already halfway through season two. So it's nine hours of my life is now gone because of this TV show. So can you see what I'm saying here about certain things you may be doing that are self-sabotaging and taking away from the other good that you are trying to create in your life, your goals, um, your own time with people who you love in person when instead you're just playing on your phone all the time. There are so many different ways that we all self-sabotage, right? So what I have gone and done about the neon Netflix and TVNZ um, situation is something that was really hard to do but I thought about it a lot and I talked to a few people about it and I have cancelled my neon subscription I've logged out of Netflix because I never had my own subscription I, I used to use my friends so I didn't need to cancel anything there and literally right before I hit go on recording this episode I went into the TVNZ app and I uninstalled it from my phone. So no more Killing Eve. That is what I felt I had to do to stop doing this because it's not something that I want for my life. Yes, of course, sitting down on a Saturday or, you know, a Friday night and watching a movie, all good. There is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And for that, we have a hard drive of hundreds of movies. Plus, there's so many apps, or even on YouTube, I think, where you can um, type in a movie that you want to watch and you can just pay $7 to watch the movie for 24 hours, you know? So there's still ways in which you can um, consciously watch movies um, and, and have that form of entertainment. But it does not mean continuously watching for hours on end and while you're working or trying to work through goals thinking about that next episode and what's going to happen because I do not like feeling that way things may be different for you but I just wanted to share with you this this view on self-sabotage that I personally have been experiencing at the moment so that is all I have to share with you today. I really hope that in listening to this, you have thought about maybe one or two things that you could be doing in your own life um, that in our ways you are currently self-sabotaging or maybe even ways that you've self-sabotaged before in the past. They can be really hard habits to break. But the first thing, like I said before, is about getting aware you want to be aware of where you're at in your life and the things that you're doing or the things that you're not doing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget once you're aware of something that you are or that you're not doing, 
you need to take steps to change that. So for me, it is, like I said, unfollowing some accounts on socials and monitoring my time on apps, um, putting on you know a, a timer to lock me out after 20 minutes. And then the second thing for me was deleting my streaming services um, so that I am no longer distracted or able to self-sabotage through those means. Thank you for listening to this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. And if you learned something that you didn't already know, please contact me. You can email me at any time. Uh, My email address is hey at johnellhosking.com. I will personally reply. If you are on socials, of course, you can message me on there as well. Instagram, girlsget underscore HQ and it's the same on Facebook as well. Have an amazing week you beautiful lady. I look forward to catching up with you again very soon.